Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM is what you are tuned into. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, bringing to you Qur'an, Qur'an, reciters of Qur'an, featuring leaders in our community that are making a difference, have made a difference, and whose legacy will continue making a difference, inshallah, for many a generation to come in the field of Qur'anic sciences, in the advancement of Qur'anic propagation, and in leaving a legacy of inspiration towards Qur'anic sciences. Wherever you are, inshallah, I hope you are safe. I hope you're tuned into the Voice of the Cape. And this evening, we have an absolutely honored panel with us. And we will be delving and diving into their respective uh, histories as well as their contributions towards the field of da'wah. And perhaps maybe uh, highlighting at the premise or as a premise the, uh, from the onset, um, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, that we should call unto his path in a manner that is filled with wisdom and kindness. And perhaps inshallah that being our theme this evening for Qur'an, Qur'an reciters of Qur'an, uh, we will be paving the discussion. But uh, we'd like to say um, you know a hearty welcome to our guests who have traveled from far and wide and uh, solely for the uh, pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the field of da'wah and propagating his wonderful sciences so we'd like to say a hearty perhaps maybe not the first time but at least uh, a, a successive time um, a welcome to you to the shores of South Africa and Cape Town and particularly to all of you to the voice of the Cape the airways of the voice of the Cape inshallah and we hope that uh, whatever is remaining of your time here is productive and you can go with good memories back home, inshallah. But let's get an introduction to our panel. So, yes, um, there are, um, you know, five of us sitting right here. And uh, inshallah, they will be introducing themselves. And we will go on and we will speak and we'll get some gesture into their lives on 91.3 FM. So we will begin with the introductory pleasantries. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, I am Hassan Abdallah Mkwinda, Director of Africa Islam Propagation Center. And I'm very happy to be here by Voice of the Cape in Cape Town. And it's not my first time. I've been here several times, so I'm very happy. And once again, would like to uh, keep attention to all the listeners up there that we're going to have very good sessions. Yeah, that is me. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is uh, Mohamed Mustafa Nje. I'm from Gabon. And I'm uh, Secretary General of the Africa Islamic Propagation Center. And this is my first time being on the Voice of the Cape. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yeah, you have uh, Abdullah Anafia. Uh, I'm the head of uh, Islamic Center for Social Service and Education in Togo. Uh, so that, inshallah, uh, we will be appreciated. Uh, our debate or our dialogue in industry, inshallah. And my name is Samuel Shropshire with Muslim Voice for Peace and Reconciliation, better known as MVPR. Um, we're very grateful to be here with the station and to be able to share our perspective on Quran and um, calling people to Islam. 
my name is uh, Isa Al Haj Hussain from Muslim Voice for Peace and Reconciliation. Uh, I'm from Mecca, Saudi Arabia, and um, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, radio interview. And we thank uh, Brother Muhammad Sheikh for hosting us. Thank you very much. Okay, so that uh, we've got a very colorful flavor uh, on our table this evening. I usually use the word colorful for food, and I think uh, that's what brings everybody together and unites people more. But I think we have a very uh, more important discussion than a more flavorful discussion, um, you know, in terms of what why we're here tonight, inshallah, and not just uh, food as a pleasantry, but uh, in terms of warming up something that was the uh, the essence of Nubuwa, the essence of prophethood, and that was invitation to to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to those to those people who were living a path that was away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, I think uh, that, that forms the cornerstone of uh, um, you know what, sh- what wonderful work uh, all of you people are doing inshallah and uh, perhaps uh, you know in the the coming uh, sessions um, or the coming segments of this particular program we'd like to get some perspective into uh, you know the reason or the inspiration behind what drives you as an individual to do what you do is it your background is it your circumstances is it um, you know the Quran that's your propellant what exactly makes you um, who you are inshallah and uh, perhaps in the course of the next hour or so we'll be venturing into that so um, I think without further ado for the perhaps for the next four minutes or so that we'd like to welcome uh, our brother on my right inshallah I wish I could paint this picture it's a very colorful picture you know to our listeners out there but hopefully in the words we can learn and share from our wisdom Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. When you speak about da'wah, is an Arabic Arabic word which means is invitation. And uh, this invitation has to do with the people outside. Mm-hmm. And those people, when you come to the religion, is for Muslim to invite non-Muslim unto Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And this is the command Allah give to us as Muslim. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. In Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, verse number 108, Allah says, Allah basiratin, ana wa nin taba'an, wa subhanallah wa ma'ana nimna mshirikin. Say, this is my way. In Cape Town, there's so many highways, but here we don't talk about highways. Here we're talking about the way of calling people unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With a clear evidence, and that is the Quran, and the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and for I and whosoever for the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him he become compulsory to invite people unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wa subhanallah glory be to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala then after you doing this invite people to Allah you tell the people I'm not polytheism but I am practice monotheism and that is Islam. So I'm a Muslim, I submit totally to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the work of Dawah is a work given to all the Ambiya. You know, from since creation Allah created us. He sent people time to time, place to place. But the main aim of the messengers and the prophets to be sent is to invite people from darkness into light. Talking about Noah, Ibrahim, Hud, Saleh, all these prophets and messengers, they came down to invite people to Allah. Finally, 
Allah sent the Nabi Muhammad with the final revelation, the whole Quran, which is instruction men for mankind. Wonderful indeed, and I think uh, that's the the core of um, you know what drives all of you at least, and what uh, motivates you, knowing that you are following in the pathway of the prophets, alayhimu salawatu min Allahi wa taslim, and uh, you know living that living that example. I think it's the best of examples. On that note, respected listeners, now time to head to the marketplace. We'll resume shortly thereafter on ninety one point three FM. Keep it locked. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM is what you are tuned into. This is Qur'an, Quran with myself, Muhammad Sheikh, and my uh, honorable panel this evening. I always get excited when we have lots of people around our table. Um, it's it's very inspiring, and we can learn a lot from each other, inshallah. So we had uh, we had an introduction to you know the da'wah aspect and uh, uh, the, the core principles behind what uh, all our panel this evening is doing, inshallah. So just to recap, we have people from Tanzania. We have people from Gabon or Gabaron. Gabon, and uh, we have people from Togo. We have people from the USA and from uh, the the Middle East in Saudi Arabia. So um, we're getting perspectives from all round, and I think uh, it's very healthy to engage with different perspectives as well. Uh, perhaps, maybe, inshallah, we'll move to we'll take a flight from Cape Town to Gabon at this time and place, and uh, let's hear from a brother from Gabon. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Okay, uh, what? made me you know uh call people to islam what made me uh, uh start doing that mm. because as a for a short uh, background i was not born muslim right i embraced islam uh, i think 14 years ago and uh yeah but in my country it's not a muslim country and uh, it's a majority christian and but uh, i didn't know right it was uh, my duty as a muslim to convey the message of Islam. For me, I was Muslim and that was it. Mm -hmm. So what made me go into the field of Dawah, it was a dream that I made. It was uh, in Ramadan 2014, mm. if I'm not mistaken. I was spending the last 10 uh, days of Ramadan uh, in a masjid. And when I was uh, I was uh, about to sleep, right, after Fajr Salah, there were brothers like sitting, like they were giggling, laughing. So I made the door to Allah say, May Allah, you know, um, uh, regroup us in Jannah like this and being joyful. So when I slept, I made a terrible dream. I was in a masjid, right? And the angel of death came to take the rule of two Muslim brothers, saying, O evil soul, come out to the, 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 the wrath of your Lord. So it was so frightening that I fell into sujood and say, Oh Allah, don't make me die this way. Oh Allah, don't make me die this way. Oh Allah, don't make me die this way. Till in the moment that like, people were in the masjid, they came to uh, like surrounding me, say, What's wrong with you? Why are you crying like this? Mm. But I was still crying. So at the at the time when uh, I woke up, all my the the the, the bed sheet and the blanket was soaked in my tears. Sure. So I sat and carry on um, uh, uh, crying. So for me, it was like, okay, maybe I, I will uh, uh, depart this world soon, or someone of my family that I love so much will die. Mm. But then I went to uh, to see, to speak to one of the the imams. He said, no, you must know that Allah SWT loves you. He doesn't show this kind of thing to anyone. Mm. 
from now on you must know that you have uh, um, uh, he is preparing you for a specific task mm -hmm. so you need to be prepared for that and only after that that I met uh, our in uh, um, at, at that time I used to study at uh, CPUT Belleville campus and when I was in the masjid I was pre uh, performing through salah and the, the Amir of the MSA that time was uh, Mustafa he's uh, from uh, Iraq mm -hmm. so he saw me say Brother, uh, it's the first time that I see you here. I say yes, uh, I used to be on campus, but I didn't know about that salah room. Mm. You understand? So he said, no, you must come and visit us and spend time with us. I'm from the Muslim Student Association. So we have sometimes programs that so you need to come and help us. I said, okay, no problem. This is the first time that when we went to give out pamphlet because we are having an Islamic Awareness Week. Mm -hmm. Like you were handing out pamphlet. And this is the first time I met uh, uh, Brother Hassan, uh, Brother... Um, um, Assad from the Islamic Revolution Center. So the way they, they approach people, the way they spoke to people, I said, no, me too, I want to do that. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So from that, the, that day till today, I joined them. And then, uh, yes, this is what, uh, <laughs> when we come in to be in the field of tower. Wonderful indeed, sure. I don't know, I think if I, the angel of death had to come into my dreams, <laughs> I probably won't be sitting here. I'll be cocooned in a very close environment and be sweating all day, sure. Um, but I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses special people to engage and interact with in special means. And all of us have different stories, all of us have different backgrounds. And this is one such inspiring one where, you know, the awakening came from a very strong angle, a very, I would say, strong and positive angle, because life is not just all about laughter, hey? Life is, there is serious things to talk about, serious things to discuss, and serious things to um, engage in. And our life is not lahwalaib, it's not... Um, futility, it's not acts of play There is meaning to it And I think that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly um, Has set out for us um, But on that note inshallah Let us uh, head back to the uh, Marketplace, we resume shortly thereafter On 91.3 FM, keep it locked <laughs> Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM is my name is Muhammad Sheikh, and this is Qur'an al Qur'an. Yes, so we've had uh, interesting stories from uh, Tanzania, from Gabon, in our panel, with our panel this evening, who are talking about uh, Qur'an, the driving force, the driving factor in what they do and what they would like to specialize as a da'i, as a caller unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think it's a responsibility that has been um, given a privilege, rather, to this ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to follow in the footsteps of prophethood by calling out unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For now, inshallah, we, we we still are mixing with our flavors here. We've had uh, Tanzanian delights, we've had uh, uh, from Gabon, and now we're moving on to Togo. Togo indeed. So still still keeping it African, still keeping it very flavorful, inshallah, before we leave the shores of Africa. So let's welcome our brother from Togo. Uh, I think uh, uh, to make a dawah is uh, uh, to follow all the prophets from Abraham to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you see all the prophets uh, and messengers call uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it means that uh, we have uh, one god and then we have to walk, uh, worship it so if uh, you 
uh, take uh, nowadays we have uh, indirect dawa and uh, we have also direct dawa what do i mean by uh, indirect uh, dawa indirect dawa means that uh, uh, people used to make like a social service that's where we pick uh, our name islamist uh, center for social service and then uh, we have also the education because uh, if we want to start uh, dawa without education uh, i can say dawa and education are together they are moving together so we have to think about that if uh, for indirect dawa uh, sometimes we people are thinking that maybe the ulama, uh, the umma have to do it i think we have to remember people that uh, everybody can do indirect dawa how by praying by making uh, supporting organizations by making social service we see that uh, uh, for example uh, we went to uh, a village and uh, the king is asking to dig a well for them as we start to, to dig the well the king convert to islam so after convert to islam one month we went to the, we, we try to go to the same village everybody accept islam because of uh, one well that's why we are saying that indirect rule nowadays can help people to support uh, uh, to make dawa we have also the direct uh, dawa with uh, imam with uh, scholars uh, with uh, dai the, by this way we, we all die we have to make effort we have the street uh, street dawa we have the village dawa we have also the public dawas uh, briefly i can say that we have nowadays more than 17 ways to call people some can write books uh, can make a dawa on radio alhamdulillah we are doing it now but it's not sufficient i think uh, maybe we have uh, some hours to come back um, so if i take like uh, my country in togo we have around 25 uh, percent muslims but most of the muslims are in the north of our countries nowadays we are doing our best to uh, to make dawa for the south why because uh, uh, when uh, the uh, the European people come to the Togo first they start uh, to make uh, uh, to build schools in the south of the Togo and then nowadays more of uh, Christians are in the south of Togo so that's why I'm telling about uh, indirect dawa we have to support uh, organization dawa organization to build more uh, schools by this way inshallah uh, step by step, I think uh, uh, we have to succeed because that without knowledge uh, we cannot succeed. That's what I can say. Inshallah. What inspires you? What brought you to this field of dawah? Yes, uh, we try to. You see, the problem is what uh, when I start to go to the university, mm -hmm. I have some debate with uh, Christians. They are thinking that uh, uh, Muslims. Are uh, uh, Muslim? Are, uh, I can say that they are not intelligent. Uh, they are bad people. They are. Uh, uh, they don't want to develop uh, their areas. Right. I start to tell them that uh, the, the Islam come to how uh, 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 when uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi come, he tried to develop uh, Makkah and then uh, he tried to civilize. Uh, uh, to uh, I can say that uh, 
he, he brought light for the Saudi Arabians. So we have to follow his path. So I try to give them uh, uh, some examples. And then they, they say that, okay, Islam is very simple. I tell them Islam is peace. Nothing about us. So, and then also Islam is uh, uh, guiding us to uh, worship only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I try to ask them, who is uh, Jesus? They told me that uh, Jesus is uh, God. I told them, if we kill uh, Jesus, where is uh, 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 if we kill uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus, we did not kill uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. And then they believe me. Some of them uh, convert to Islam. Okay. That means that Inshallah, at that moment, I start to do uh, uh, Odawa. Mm -hmm. And then I try by this way, I say that Inshallah, after finish uh, uh, my bachelor, I have to uh, uh, to uh, to open mm -hmm. an office, and then I try to open uh, the Islamic Center for Social Service and Education too. Uh, so may Allah help us. Wonderful indeed, splendid. So we understand that the north of Togo is where the Muslim concentration is and then the south is where the work is actually needed and uh, the introduction to Islam. So I think, uh, um, I think uh, you know, um, South Africa, we, we have diversity all over South Africa where concentration of pockets of Muslims are everywhere. Um, but we're still not majority in any way. We're still an absolute minority. Um, but I think uh, there's lots of work needed back home in South Africa. So leaving the shows of uh, South Africa, for now we're moving to the US of A and uh, we're welcoming Uncle Samuel to the discussion who um, despite not feeling too well this evening but still making the time out to be with us inshallah so hearty shukran to you Uncle Samuel and um, may Allah bless you with uh, good health and recover well inshallah from uh, the post flight post uh, whatever it is that is uh, caught up with you uh, but we pray for us good recovery inshallah so let's hear from you um, Tell us your story. Tell us what inspires you and uh, what has brought you to this stage thus far. I would like to um, reference a verse that was quoted earlier from the Quran, which correlates with some words of Jesus in the New Testament when he said, um, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance of eternal life. Um, I came to, to Islam early in my life. I would say when I was three or four years old at a Baptist church in Jefferson, Georgia, population 1800, when my mother would put me in her lap and she would read to me a book, a children's book called The God of Abraham. Mm -hmm. And she would tell me, my name is Samuel, she would call me Sammy. In Saudi Arabia now they call me Sami. Mm -hmm. And she told me, Sammy, you gotta pray to the God of Abraham. He's the only true God. There's only one God, Sammy. Mm -hmm. Taught that by a Christian mother who didn't know anything about Islam, who knew, never heard of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And, um, but that's the essence of Islam. And in the Quran we read, there are amongst the Christians and the Jews, those who are Muslim. And in another place we read, and when the people of the book, Christians and Jews, hear the Quran being recited, and God opens their eyes. He turns them 
from darkness to light. And they began to weep and cry. And they say, Wallahi, Wallahi, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. This was me. And there are about 80 million, 80 million more like me in the United States today. They were taught when they were children that there is only one way, that there is only one God. And um, I'm trying to find those who are Muslim already and to explain to them what is Islam, what is the Quran, and who is our blessed prophet, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Wonderful indeed. And I think, um, you know, it's awe-inspiring to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses so many unique ways to reach out unto us. And particularly in your case, it's inspiring to know that, um, you know, when your mom read to you the story of Abraham and the concept of monotheism, how true it rang. And, you know, to where you find yourself today, subhanAllah, as well as 80 other million Americans, um, you know, believing in the concept of Tawheed. And I think it's probably the greatest favor that anyone can have, without doubt. I mean, that's your entry into paradise, but more importantly, entry into the good side, into the pleasurable side of our Creator, Jalal. So we can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue, um, uh, you know, motivating us and keeping us on the straight path, inshallah. And uh, um, still within our segment of note, uh, re rechanneling our focus and our thoughts um, into our panel this evening. And our last guest uh, for this evening, inshallah, is... Uh, uh, my good brother Isa from uh, the land of Makkah al mukarramah in Saudi Arabia. So let's hear from him, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you guys are doing uh, very good uh, because, mashallah, we just arrived yesterday and the weather here is great, alhamdulillah. We're enjoying it so far, alhamdulillah, and more with the face of uh, great people like uh, Brother Muhammad Sheikh and others, alhamdulillah. Uh, so I would like to start with a verse from the Qur'an um, after A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ مِمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And who is better in speech than the one who invites to God? So God Himself is saying that there is no better person than the one who invites to God. And as my brother Hassan said, this is not only our job, but it is the jobs of the prophets, peace be upon them all. And it is upon every Muslim to do da'wah in his own way. And there's different ways of doing da'wah. There's one of the verses in the Qur'an that says, Invite to the path of your Lord with wisdom and good advice. Surah Al-Nahl, that's chapter 16, verse 125. And also, another way is indirect da'wah, like my brother Abdullah said from Togo. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, 
the best among you in Islam are those with the best manners, so long as they develop a sense of understanding. So we all want to be the best people. And so to be amongst the best people, we have to have this best manners. And while having this best manners, we're not only benefiting ourselves, but we will be a role model for all the non-Muslims that look at us. And especially for the females that wear hijab. And um, they're representing Islam all the time. So in every action they do, this represents Islam. Um, I'll tell you a small uh, joke. Uh, it's real. It happened to me. I was in Washington, D.C., and um, I met a friend. He's a non-Muslim. It's his first time he met a Muslim uh, friend. So um, he asked me, do I drink coffee? Uh, so I told him no, because I, I usually don't like coffee, so I told him no. And then another person came after him a few, or, uh, after a few hours, and he asked me, do you drink coffee? And then uh, I said no. He's like, uh, and then my uh, first friend, he told my second friend, he said, uh, don't tell him uh, to drink coffee. Um, it's, it's prohibited in Islam to drink coffee. <laughs> uh, he thought because uh, it's, it's his first time seeing a Muslim, so he thought all Muslims don't drink coffee. So I was like, no, it's... Uh, so this shows us that every action, whether we want it or not, it represents not only us, but it represents Islam. Mm -hmm. So we have to watch out what exactly we are doing, mm -hmm. uh, because this is very important. We want to give a good representation to Islam mm -hmm. and not a bad representation. We all want good deeds. We all want people to um, uh, become Muslim uh, throughout us with our actions. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's different ways. Actually, in Saudi Arabia, I'm um, I'm working for one of the Islamic centers in Saudi Arabia, and mashallah, more than sixty thousand people become Muslim every year in Saudi Arabia, and most of them, alhamdulillah, are from the good characters. And not only from the Saudis, but all, from all the Muslims that they see, because obviously uh, Saudi Arabia has a 99% uh, population that are Muslim. So they, they are surrounded with Muslims, they see Muslims pray, they see how Muslims act, they see how um, Muslims uh, act with their neighbors, with their family, with everyone. So they tend to... Uh, want to know what this religion is all about that teaches this a very good thing. And then also um, the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him he says convey from me even one verse so even if you can't talk to people for hours and hours about Islam, one verse would do. Um, and uh, yes, there are some difficulties in uh, doing da'wah. Like uh, Prophet Nuh said in the Holy Quran, he said, My Lord, indeed I invited my people to truth, mm -hmm. night and day. But the more I called, mm -hmm. the farther they fled. And indeed, every time I invited them that, th that you may forgive them, they put their fingers in their ears, covered themselves with garments, persisted and were arrogant with great arrogance mm -hmm. and in the end of the day after 900 uh, different scholars argue how many years um, Noah lived uh, but many of them say 950 years so he did da'wah for many many years and 
only a handful came with him to the ark. And so when we do da'wah, we shouldn't be waiting for the results. Because the result might not come in the first day, it might not come in the next day, and we might not even see the results even after we die. Mm -hmm. So maybe while we're dead, this person will become Muslim. Maybe after one year. MashaAllah, there, there, there's many cases uh, that happened. Actually, I was in, a, uh, in, in Durban last year, mm -hmm. and I spoke to a security guard uh, when we were in college, and then we visited this college again this year, and then he said, oh, I was waiting for you to say Shahada. Now I want to say the Shahada. Allah. So after one year, he became Muslim. So we shouldn't be waiting for... The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he couldn't even convince his uncle. Mm -hmm. Noah couldn't even convince his family members. A lot of the other Prophets couldn't even convince their family members. So if the, these Prophets can't convince their own family members, how are we... Uh, reluctant when we invite someone and this person doesn't accept Islam and we get upset why is God doing this to us why are we not good why it's all in Allah's hands mm -hmm. and then also another thing is uh, a very good verse uh, from the Holy Quran Brother Isa from Makkah and Saudi Arabia inspiring us here. On that note, inshallah, let's head back to the marketplace. Resume shortly thereafter on 91.3 FM. Keep it locked right here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM is what you are tuned into. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, bringing to you Qur'an, Quran, reciters of Qur'an. And today, this evening, our focus is da'wah, the Qur'an being a cornerstone behind driving the manner in which we do da'wah and uh, the manner in which we propagate the wonderful deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, um, still within our segment of note into our panel this evening. And our last guest uh, for this evening, inshallah, is... Uh, uh, my good brother Isa from uh, the land of Mecca al-Mukarramah in Saudi Arabia. So let's hear from him, inshallah. Do you order righteousness of the people and forget yourselves while you recite the scripture? Have you no sense? Have you no sense? So God himself is saying, whoever wants to represent Islam, whoever wants to preach to Islam, and not only the da'iyahs, even if you're not a da'iyah, even yourself, even if you're an imam, even if you're a scholar, even if you're a hafiz, you should know that you should act the best all the time because you are a role model for each person. There's actually a one, uh, a one lecture that was giving a lecture and um, he's a nutritionist and he was t giving a lot of tips about different things and then he stopped at one thing and he said, 
remind me next week I will tell you guys uh, about this tip so next week came and then the students reminded him um, what exactly did you want to tell us last week you told us to remind us so he said I want to tell you guys do not eat chocolate it has a lot of um, disadvantages um, uh, there's there's some side effects and and then they told him why didn't you tell us last week he said because I can't tell you something I'm doing and so I was addicted to chocolate last week but in in order to t tell you this advice I had to stop for this week and hopefully I'm gonna stop for all my life being addicted to it um, so I will try my best to follow this path so so this is also how we should do when we're trying to um, advise others is when we advise others to pray and to read Quran and to do da'wah we have to look in the mirror are we doing these things mm -hmm. uh, before we even tell people um, and there's different misconceptions about uh, da'wah and uh, one big one that usually people tell me is that I don't have the enough knowledge mm -hmm. um, I only know one juzah, I only know uh, this, I only know that but if you look at the time of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him uh, look at the Sahaba when they used to become Muslim the first day after they become Muslim they preached Islam immediately they don't wait until they have a bachelor's degree in Islamic University. They don't wait until they have a master's degree. They don't uh, wait until they're half of the whole Quran. They don't wait for anything. Mm -hmm. What they have, they spread. They invite to people to Islam through this. So this is what we also have to do. And sometimes, even if you don't want to talk, there's different ways of talking, uh, of preaching to Islam, giving out pamphlets. You don't have to speak to do that. Wearing a shirt, a da'wah shirt, uh, what I'm wearing right now, what, that has my great love for Jesus led me to Islam. So any da'wah message, without even talking, people will know more about Islam mm -hmm. through this. And one important thing I would love to uh, tell each one of you guys here is that we all have to be da'yas in our own way. So we don't have to all be directly doing da'wah and talking to people about Islam, but we all have to be one piece in a puzzle. Mm -hmm. So one person is the cook, one person is the driver, one is one person is the accountant, and then we all fit together in one picture. Mm -hmm. To complete the picture we have to be all different. God created us all different so we can fit in together as one picture. And last thing I would like to say is a few rewards um, about da'wah. As you all know, there's a lot of different rewards in da'wah, but I'm going to focus on two main ones. Uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he says, if Allah guides a person through you, it is better for you than all that is on the earth. So imagine what's on the earth, it's better than everything. And then also the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he says, Adal al khair kafa'aluh. And uh, Brother Muhammad, you asked what motivates us mm. every day to do da'wah. So every day b when I wake up, I always try tend to remember this hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He says, Whoever calls others to guidance will have a reward like the rewards of those who follow him. Mm -hmm. Muslim narrated this. So when I look at a non-Muslim, I don't look at one person. Mm -hmm. No, I look at, uh, let's say he has kids, mm -hmm. 
and his kids have kids, and his kids have kids, and his kids have kids. So when I look at this non-Muslim in front of me, I don't look at him as one non-Muslim. I look at thousands and thousands of thousands becoming Muslim only because this person became Muslim. So the good thing is that you will gain the same reward as them. So let's say one of them, uh, let's say the father prays five times a day. He does the ka, he, uh, he, uh, he does Ramadan, he fasts Ramadan, he does all these good deeds. You will gain the same exact reward as him. Not only him, but his wife, his kids, his kids, his kids, his kids. So imagine while you're dead, in your grave, uh, your deeds will be counted more and more and more and more and more and more every day. So imagine how many deeds you will get. If thousands of people become Muslim in your hand through this one person. So this is a very, very good reward. I, I want you guys all to start today. So start doing da'wah today. Don't delay it till tomorrow. Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll wait for the right time. I'll, write, I'll wait for the right place. I'll wait for the time. No, you create your own time. You create the best time. You create the best place. And you create, it's all in your mind. Mm -hmm. If you want to start it, you can. And each one of you, you're living in South Africa right now. Um, you have a friend, you have a colleague, you have a family member that is a non-Muslim. Try to talk to him. Start from today. Start from tomorrow. Start as soon as possible trying to talk to these people about Islam. Even if it's one verse. Surely. Like the Prophet Muhammad upon him said. I thank you guys very much. Brother Isa from Makkah in Saudi Arabia inspiring us here. On that note, inshallah, let's head back to the marketplace. Resume shortly thereafter on 91.3 FM. Keep it locked right here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM is what you are tuned into. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, bringing to you Quran, reciters of Quran. And today, this evening, our focus is da'wah. The Quran being a cornerstone behind driving the manner in which we do da'wah and uh, the manner in which we propagate the wonderful deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have uh, a colorful flavor this evening. Uh, we've traveled from Tanzania to Gabon to Togo to the US of A to Saudi Arabia. And finally, we're back in Cape Town. But let's do a quick uh, global trip once again right here uh, at the Voice of the Cape, inshallah. And uh, I think the question that's stringing on my mind is, um, you know, I think one of the most uh, um, exemplary aspects that made, you know, prophets who develop their character was this concept of sacrifice. And they sacrificed their lives. They sacrificed everything that they had. And I think that's what propelled and motivated the success that, you know, was reaped because of their sacrifices. So, um, you know, without the sacrifice, uh, without the challenges that we face, it's very difficult to say that we are accomplished in any way. Absolutely not. So the questions that I have, inshallah, are running around for the next uh, 14 minutes, two segments or so until we touch down. Um, what challenges have you faced in your discourse of da'wah? And uh, what did you learn from it? How did you respond to it? And what did you learn from it, inshallah? So let's go uh, right from my right hand side all the way around, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
I become Dai many years ago, and this was uh, through my father, my father, many uh, early 90s. Uh, I witnessed when he was busy giving shahada to one of the family members, he accepted Islam. So, this was eyewitness since I was childhood. From then, I became a person uh, as wishes of my father to travel away from my country to outside. So I came to South Africa in the year 2000, and uh, when I came here, I met um, uh, mostly non-Muslim, and I started to work by them as a security, and uh, there I end up a builder. But mixing with the people who are not Muslim, and they see how they in, uh, entertain me as a person from outside and the different religion belief, but it was something for me to take serious. Why they believe something else beside what I believe for? And I start to discover that it's not about who you are, it's about how you deal with the people. I start uh, talking to my boss, he was not Muslim, and uh, wherever I hear the Adhan is calling, mm -hmm. he stopped. And they told him to go to the mosque, and I perform prayer, and they put me in his car, and we continue our journey. From there, I start to discover there is a potential of me doing da'wah, but challenges is there. Challenge for me to us, Memorization of the Quran, knowledge of Islam. It was a very big challenge for me. But go back what Brother Isa said that the Prophet Muhammad he says that deliver the message regarding me even in one verse. So background, father, mother are Muslims. Now I know somehow, Allah Ahad. You know, tell the people Allah He's the one and only. I end up saying, although I don't know the whole Quran. Because the last and the final message of Muhammad, peace be upon him, he didn't know the whole Quran. Allah revealed the Quran in a period of 23 years, stage to stage, depending on what happened that moment. Mm -hmm. So, I know this what I know. What should I do? I start to deal that what I know. Mm -hmm. And the challenge was, what I should do more to give myself that this ability of appearing in the communities. I start to work as a barber by the barber shop. Get the cassettes, watching Ahmadidat, mm. watching Dr. Zaki Naik, Halid Yassin. Then I end up saying, the challenge of me not to know the Quran, it doesn't mean I don't have to convey the message of Islam. Through the techniques I get from Ahmadidat and Dr. Zaki Naik and uh, Halid Yassin, I end up saying, this is what I know so far, let me start to go to the public. Mm -hmm. Alright? So I end up facing the pastors. Right. And they start to arrange events on myself. And therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised in the Quran, if you fear Allah, Allah will teach you. So, by taqwa ahead, I end up myself to be now, go universities, go in the churches, go in the public and speak and so on. So the challenge is, it was for me to understand the Quran and the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in order for me to know how to convey the message of Islam the way the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. Wonderful indeed, and I think uh, doing it, doing the work of the prophets in the manner of the prophets is something that we can all learn from, inshallah.
Um, I think uh, we are coming to perhaps maybe the close of our program and we have just uh, another segment to go with our panel this evening. 91.3 FM is what you are tuned into. My name is Muhammad Sheikh and this is Qur'an Al-Qur'an Reciters of Qur'an. Wherever you are tuned into, I hope you are well, I hope you are safe and enjoying our discussion, enjoying our panel discussion this evening inshallah with our guests from all over the world, different parts of South Africa. But uniting them is the call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the call of the Prophet and also um, the call to Tawheed, the call to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the Qur'an and the Sunnah as the motivation and inspiration. Uh, perhaps inshallah, let us uh, keep the floor open in our final segment. Um, uh, perhaps maybe any of you would like to share some sentiments, some um, aspects or some challenges that you might have faced uh, in you know conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how you've responded or how you've uh, dealt with that particular situation. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Okay, for me, the main challenge was my uh, my image. You understand? Because when I when I um, I explained earlier on that uh, when before that dream, I was not like uh, I only was a Muslim during Fridays. You understand? But now, some uh, 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 the Imam I went to see after the dream, he told me something very important. He said to me, "Do you know that the the Christian, for example, they are proud to be who they are, right? They are proud to be Christian. What they do?" They put a sign to show to the people, I am a Christian. So you say, why Muslim, we have the truth, and then we are ashamed of it. Then you say, okay, you need to, if you, you, you truly are a Muslim, if you truly love Allah SWT, if you truly say that I'm a Muslim, you have to look like a Muslim. You have to behave like a Muslim. So from that day, I say, okay, let's, uh, uh, I have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Because if you please Allah SWT, you must make sure even if the entire world is against you, you know that you have gained everything. So for me, it was to... The radical change, like from today, I was uh, uh, you know, dressing like casual as everyone else, and then soon, tomorrow I was like every day Hamis, you know, with uh, uh, kufia every time. Like people are shocked. The majority of my uh, Gabonese friends, like, what's go- what 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 uh, happened to you? The, you went there and then you came like d- d- this sudden change. What happened? They said, yeah. I said, I just said to them, no. I was, I'm a Muslim, so I need to behave like one. I need to live like one. You understand? And the second uh, challenge was for me is the the knowledge. Every time I, I used to come uh, uh, across people, they used to, uh, uh, you know, uh, tell me things or ask me questions that I was ashamed of. Oh, you Muslim, you're killing people. Oh, you Muslim, you're doing this. Oh, Muslim, you're doing that. Now I didn't know how to answer them, so I had to go back and learn how to uh, 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 handle this kind of issue. So I had to watch Ahmed did that uh, um, uh, uh, many videos. I had to watch him. I had to uh, witness uh, Hassan when he used to talk to people. I used to um, uh, witness the brother Assad, our chairman, how he used to handle people, right. speak to them, people from different backgrounds, people from, uh, from different uh, culture. Mm-hmm. So the way they handle these people, that's why I say, okay, no, I ne- also need to use the same techniques. And from today, Alhamdulillah, I can speak to anyone knowing that, okay, this kind of person, and you need to, to talk to him, and you need to approach him, and uh, from now on, and uh, uh, delivering the message of Islam as much as uh, best as possible. Wonderful indeed, and I think uh, that sums up the character of a da'i. 
the manner in which we interact with people, the manner in which we speak to people, the manner in which we convince them about the deen of Islam, the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the, the, shown to us by the exemplary character and lifestyle of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But on that note, I think it's time for us to wrap uh, at this point in time. And I'd like to say a hearty shukran to our panel this evening, inshallah. Shukran to all of you for taking the time out. I know you're still busy and uh, had a beautiful conference, etc. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, accept from you, inshallah, and uh, grant you all the strength in the work that you do and take you all from uh, uh, goodness to greatness, from positivity to even more positivity. May He, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, make it a means of, yours, uh, of His happiness, inshallah, and a consequent entry into paradise not just for you, for every other person that follows in your advice. From myself, Muhammad Sheikh, and uh, all of us here at uh, Radio VOC, I hope you are well. Keep safe, keep steadfast on deen. Uh, be blessed, uh, be well, inshallah. And until the next time, fi amanillah. Wassalamu alaikum.